Well, today we got a special guest. You know I me. Mean? You know this is Rod Isaac. You know me of you know Rod's Uncensored podcast, and you got a special de- guest today, C Wells of Swack Talk. Um, <laughs> um, how you doing, sir? Man, I'm doing good, man. Thank you for having me, man. Like I, you know, you reached out, and I was like, hey, I, you know, it's always nice to you know jump on somebody else's show for a change, you know, and you know, kind of take the other side. So, man, thank you for having me. I appreciate you uh, letting me be here. And I appreciate because some people are like Hollywood, you know what I mean? Some people are Hollywood on the on the gram <laughs> to ask them about man. I don't know all about all these questions about swag, you know what I mean? Only thing I seen was Morgan State, you know what I mean? Growing up in, oh, yeah. in you know I me mean? in Maryland, you know I'm from Maryland, I'm from Aberdeen, you know I mean? right outside of Baltimore. So that's the only school I knew and Bowie, you know what I mean? And that's it, really, Copland State maybe. But you know what I mean? It's it's not we're not really known for too many. You know what I mean? Prominent schools like y'all have down south. Oh yeah, swag. And you know what I mean? The swag, the swag is south. You know, mm-hmm. and it's a it's a thing that a lot of people grew up in. Um, I come from a southern family. I went to southern. Um, mm-hmm. My nieces and nephews went to southern, so you know we ingrained in it. So with you know with the big boom that happened because of Deion Sanders, you know mm-hmm. uh, everybody's interested. So you know I'm more than willing. And I love to be able to spread, you know, whatever I can spread. So, and I, I'm far from Hollywood, man. I'm still trying to grind myself. So, anytime somebody reach out, I'm down, man. So, man, how do you feel like that? The fact of Dion like changed the swag as a whole. Do you think it was a? You think that was a real, like an atomic bomb that came to the swag with Dion coming? I think it it changed the game. You know, mm-hmm. first and foremost, it it put eyes on us that mm-hmm. never been on us. Um, it's people that's wearing Jackson State shirts that still don't even know what Jackson State is, but they know because of him. Um, I, I had a as a fan, I had a mixed opinion because I, I grew up loving Deion Sanders. He went to Florida State. I, I always watched him at Florida State. He played for Atlanta, Dallas, San Francisco, all the teams. I loved him in the NFL, baseball, all of that. But Jackson State is our one of our main rivals. So it was like when he went down, I was like, man, you know, I I, I don't want to I don't want to cheer against him because that's my guy. But you know, mm-hmm. on Saturdays it's gonna be it's gonna be tough to do that. But I, I love what he's doing, and I love that he's he's about his business. You know, everything that he that he's doing is it, a purpose to it, and he he's shining light on everything, and he he's forcing everybody else to step their game up. Man, I see more teams doing um, social media stuff, videos, and all of that equipment, trucks, you know transfers top-notch guys you know everybody's stepping up to the plate so he he's definitely making people put their money where their mouth is so you know what i mean before him was people really focused on the football aspect of really winning before he came or people was just satisfied with six wins and you know what i mean not making the celebration but how was the the atmosphere before he was there was people really focused on football well, it was a it was a focus, but it was it was more um, central to a couple teams. Um, mm-hmm. at, you know, like I just go back five or ten years before you got the mm-hmm. um, Alcorn State and Gremlin and Southern were the three teams that were constantly in the mix for the championship, and those fan bases are always win or win or nothing else. So everybody else kind of was hit or miss, you know, year by year. But um, and Jackson State was down before he got there. They had they had a ten year stretch where they were struggling. They went through a few coaches, but their fans was always supporting. They always turned out. But so they was so they was talking that shit still. They was talking oh, they, that shit they, before that. They man, they've been talking that shit since day one, man. Like I like I said, I've been I'm 
45 years old. So I've been going to games since I was like five or six. And they used to talk trash when back in the days, man, when they was winning and then they started losing and nothing changed. They this this you see is who they are. They not they not faking. So they they always had that that mindset that that they're the best. And you know, they always carried themselves that way. So having a guy like Coach Prime just amplified that. Um, that the Jackson State people, they they really always been about their life like that. So how how was the recruiting? You know, what I mean, before he got there, was it some you know, what I mean, four stars coming down that way to the swag or no? Not no, like man, that. No, nobody, nobody. You might get like one or two guys when they come to like decision day. They might have their hat on the table, but you knew they wasn't coming. Um, for us to get those kind of guys at that time. You had to get them through the transfer. Well, that was even before the transfer portal. You had to get them through just straight transfers. Um, we would get guys that, you know, maybe a four-star here would go to this school or a four-star there or a three-star. But not like now where kids are actually actively looking at everybody's school. You know, you're getting JSU, getting a guy like Travis Hunter, who I love, man. You know, as a guy, as a, I can't wait to see him play. But, you know, that's a that's the number one, number two player in the country. Kids like that, even if they were from your city, they never looked at your school, so that that changed Im immediately. So that that made coaches have to realize that they need to go out and talk to these kids because a lot of times the coaches felt like they couldn't talk to these kids because they knew they weren't coming. But now at least you got a shot. So it it, it's, it definitely put a uh, a boost in the in the arm of the whole league when it comes to recruiting. So man, how do you, how do you feel like Dooley gonna get these boys ready? You think he's gonna get them ready? It's gonna be. Uh, a complete 360 is last year. You know what I mean? Last year with uh, what was the guy name he had last year? Uh, Rollins. Rollins. You think, Rollins. It's gonna be, you think it's gonna be way better? Than... I, I'm hope. Oh, sorry, I mean, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, I hope it is. You know, as a fan, I hope it is. But I, I, I do see a lot of change. You know, a lot of mm -hmm. um excitement around the program this season. Coach Dooley coached at Southern as assistant coach for like 14 years. So he knows the city, he knows the school. Uh, you know, everybody wanted him, even when he was at Prairie View, they wanted him to come back. Um, season ticket sales, I think, went up like over 1,500 new season, new season ticket sales. Um, you know, donations have grown. So that part of it, it is great. Um, the team he's putting together, it seems like, you know, they're they, they going to be a, a solid team. I don't know if they're going to be a championship-level team yet. But I do think he's gonna turn that team around and have them pointing in the right direction. What's the what's the QB situation? You know who's starting? Um, unofficially, um, I I uh, the kid um who probably will start. His name is Bashan McCray. He's a junior college guy. Um, he's from Florida. He went to junior college at Hines Community College in Mississippi. Um, he's a about a five eleven six foot guy. He's a great runner. Uh, pretty decent arm, but. Coach Dooley wants his quarterback to run, so um, he definitely got that aspect. Um, passing game, Southern was not known to pass the last few years. We were a running team. Um, I'm talking 45, 50 carries a game, that kind of running. I mean, you know, we did a lot of spread option, but it was always running and very little passing, so we didn't have a lot of receivers. They brought in 19 guys at, at receiver between um, a few returning guys and all new guys, so they're going to try to – throw the ball a, a little bit more. But I think um, quarterback, you know, it's going to be a up and down situation as they get, you know, get settled in. Yeah, because, you know, what, what he did with Perryview, uh, it was it was magical because that guy could have hit 
me wide open. You know what I mean? Just to be honest with you, he was missing some key throws. Oh in yeah, that champ- in that championship game. Yeah, I think he, I think he got rattled in that game, man. You know, uh, a lot of you know a lot of people may not realize. Um, like two weeks before they played that game, they played Texas A&M, and mm-hmm. they put a thrashing on them. They hit him early in the game and often, and I think that kind of threw him off. And J- Jackson State is their defense is a pressure machine, you know, so they're gonna send everybody all the time. Um, and you got guys coming from everywhere. And I think he just never got settled in. And because he, he he had a few throws where he was throwing the ball before the guy would even finish his route. I think he was just trying to get the ball out of his hands. So um that that really, you know, that really affected them because their defense played a great game in that game. I think their defense gave them an opportunity to win that game, but the offense just couldn't couldn't match it. Like I again, I, I think I liked it, your running attack last year. You know what I mean? That Jackson St- the Jackson State game, it, it was a good game. I don't know, uh, what's that QB you had? He, he, he could play multiple positions, like um, Percy oh, Harvin. Uh, yeah, that was uh, Ladarius Skelton. Oh, he graduated, right? Yeah, he uh, he's actually uh, at one point was playing some minor league in, indoor football. Uh-huh. Um, he actually had a kickoff return for a touchdown for his the team he was playing for. Um, he's an athlete. He was a guy that you could you could play him wherever you wanted, kick returner. Uh, receiver, running back, he could have played defense if you needed him to. Um, quarterback, he, you know, he that was, you know, he before last season he was actually on pace to set records at Southern, and um, he got injured, and then they they needed to find a role for him, so they just kind of moved him around. But he was a guy that could do it all, you know. He definitely was a a playmaker. So why why do you think they didn't use him? You know, I mean, enough. Like I didn't feel like they used him enough last year. Why do you think they wasn't using him like that? Well, it was a combination of things. Uh, early in the season, he I think he was battling a knee injury. So that's why he ended up not starting at quarterback anymore. Mm-hmm. And then I just think some of it was coaching. Um, I don't think the coaches were on the same page last season. Um, because if you watched any Southern games, the first half, the offense would run like, like it would normally run under the OC. But then the second half, the offense would be almost like totally different. So I don't know if they that was like a lot. Uh, philosophical differences or, you know, sometimes a head coach want to pull strings when he thinks it's important. So, you know, with a guy who had never been a head coach, I don't know, he was trying to flex and they didn't really mesh right. But I think they just never really found that rhythm on offense. And I, I, I we always, week in and week out, wanted him to get on the field. As a matter of fact, um, my co-host for my, my Thursday show, uh, Swag Smoke uh, DJ, he's from Pine Bluff, which is where uh, Pine Bluff, Arkansas, which is where Skelton was from, and he would always be like every week, man, they got to put the ball in his hands, and they just never did. I feel like the same thing about, you know what I mean, Warren Newman. I feel like they didn't use him enough, like, last year. You know what I mean? I feel like he should have got more touches, maybe jet sweeps, um, something like that. I feel like they should have used him more, too, but, you know what I mean? That's that's here or there. He can't do what <laughs> ifs. You know what I mean? Yeah. He can't do what ifs. But, man, what was your thoughts about uh, FAMU versus UNC? I feel like uh, they did a great job, you know what I mean, what they had. You know what I mean? You can't have uh, two butter knives and no knife, you know what I mean, expect the dinner to be clean, you know what I mean? So I feel like they did a good job, you know what I mean, what they yeah. had. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, you know, considering what the situation was, finding out Friday before you leave that you're leaving behind three starters and 20-plus 20, mm-hmm. 20 guys, um, I thought they really came in that game, and I thought they had a good mentality, and I – 
I was impressed with that, especially the first half. I was impressed with the way they answered, you know, the call because Carolina, you know, if you watch Carolina, you know, offensively, they're going to pass the ball and they're going to make plays. And they, you know, they did their thing, but I thought the Rattlers hung in there. Excuse me, and they, I thought they did a good job of just fighting through everything. And and eventually, you know, the, the depth issue always will weigh you down. And lose, I think they lost a couple offensive linemen because they only had seven, I think, coming into the game. So losing a couple guys that throws off the continuity, but they did everything that they uh that they could do. Uh that's my boy uh Jamie G, man. He uh, also is a guy um that's doing his thing. He got a podcast called No Slack in the Swag. So um he okay. come through to show their love. So I appreciate, I appreciate the view, too. buddy. So, I forgot what we was talking about, brother. Oh, we were uh, talking about the family game. Oh yeah, yeah, the family game, man. I, I I, I liked it. Uh, I liked the the the, the quick passes they was doing. I appreciate the quick passes. They even ran the ball a little bit. Was surprised we get them. You know, I me mean, DNs they had them five star DNs and threw it a couple times. Man, I feel like they're not gonna see that though. I feel like Jackson State on this first game they're gonna be rushing them. You know, be I mean, blitzing them. Oh yeah, out the gun, out the gun. They're gonna blitz them. I'm hearing that Travis Travis Hunter is not playing, but I don't think they need him. You know what I mean? I think they got good enough. You know, what I mean, contributors on that defensive back, that secondary, which can yeah, hold it up. I, I and you know, I've heard people say um, that you know, a guy like James Houston last year, who you know is in the NFL right now, was a sack machine. I, I, I hear people saying they got three of them on their defense mm-hmm. this year. Now I don't know, you know, if that's hyperbole or that's you know reality, but they gonna they gonna bring pressure so. Whatever issues, fam, you got, they're gonna have to try to work their way through it really quick because that defense, it can it can smother you. Um, if you're not on on your game, that it can smother you. So, um, I think we're gonna find out this week what they really have. Um, and, and if they can make it through this game, win or lose, if they can make it through this game and look solid, then they're gonna have a, a great season moving forward. Because I think after this, there's really no other defense on their schedule that can bring the intensity. Oh, the Jackson State can. I, I just, I just don't want to see a seven-three game like last year. I, I want to see some scoring, and I want to see, you know, what I mean, some, you know, what I mean, I, I don't like a seven-three. I want to see some scoring, man. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't mind a, a, a seven-three, seven whatever game if it's entertaining, mm-hmm. you know. But that game mm-hmm. was kind of like a, it was just like punt, 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 you yeah, know, yeah, big yeah. play. Yeah, no see that. Call, call back by penalty, you know. It, I want to see a, a back and forth game, so. I'm I'm expecting. I've been saying all summer. I think the game probably going to be like in the 20s. I think 24, 21, or something like that. Um, that's a good game to me um, between two teams who are you know the top two teams in the league as far as I'm concerned right now. So um, I don't really want to see that kind of slow game. So hopefully you know we can get some big big plays on both sides of the ball and, and that make for some good television. I see you got some support, man. Yeah, man. You know, I wonder uh, my people came through, man. You know, they 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 follow me a little bit, you know. So I want to, you know, hey. <laughs> but man, so what? Um, so what other games you you looking forward to see, man? I, um, I personally, Stephen, oh, Stephen A. Austin. I want to see them against uh, Alcorn. That's one of my games. I'm I'm ready to see, man. How you feel yeah, that might go? I think that's gonna be a good game. Um. Before last, uh, before last week, I didn't know what kind of chance Alcorn had, but Jacksonville State had a lot of success running the football Ooh. in that game. 
Um, you I think game? almost 300 yards. I watched bits and pieces of it because I was like watching like three three different games, and I, I, I and you know then it got on a delay, but um, they 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 ran the ball very well, and Alcorn got a really good running back in Nico Duffy, and they got a couple other transfer guys that they high on. So um, if they can find a way to run the football, I think they have a good chance. Um, it's at home, it's at Alcorn, so it, it, they're they're tough to beat us, you know. So. If they, if anybody got a chance in a game like that, is them. Um, if they can play physical on defense, I think they'll get themselves a good chance. I'm, I'm really pulling for them. I think, I think they got a shot, um, especially now than I thought before the season started. You know, Stephen A. Austin did a lot of uh, miscues, fumbling the ball, uh, a fumble punt. You know what I mean? They, it was looking really terrible. So if they has some, you know, what I mean some key mess ups by them doing like that, I think Alcorn can. Win it. I, th- I think they got a chance. Yeah, I think they got a pretty good chance. You know, I mean, they they got a like I said, they got a puncher's chance, and that's really all you need is just an opportunity to make some plays. If you can make a play here, there, uh, force a turnover because um, they got a guy uh, safety named Keyron Kinsler. He's a mm-hmm. knockout artist. So if he can, you know, knock a couple guys down, you know, make a couple big plays, pick a ball off they can have a good chance. You know, I think teams like that don't really respond well to pressure. So if Alcorn can pressure them and, and kind of get them out of what they want to do, then I think that gives them a chance. But, you know, I'm I'm always kind of hesitant when you look at a team play a really rough first game. They tend to kind of pick it up a little bit in the second game because, like they say, you improve more between your first and second games than you do all season. So, I think they're going to be a little bit more focused, but I still think the, uh, the Braves got a chance to to win this game. So what other game you you looking forward to watch, man? You think it's going to be exciting to watch? Um, a, a game this week that I, I, I've been talking about to a lot of people is Texas Southern and Prairie View, uh, the Labor Day Classic. Um, Prairie View's won nine straight in this series, but TSU um, got a great quarterback in Andrew Body. Um, and I think that gives them a really good chance. They got a good offense. Uh, Prairie View lost a few guys uh, at the Coach Dooley left. They lost like three, uh, two guys to the portal on, on defense and one uh, the graduation. So, and you know they lost the quarterback and a, a receive, running back receiver. So they're gonna be kind of starting over. So I think that this got a chance to be a good game. Hey, see um, how you feel about that score right there, man. That's a lot. Hey, That's a lot. That, that's my boy, Los J. He a TSU guy, so he been saying they're going to put 60 on him. And that, oh, I, I told him I'm going to hold him to that. He he said he, he uh, they're going to win by 40. I think he said the score is going to be like 64 to 24. So uh, 60, I don't know about that. I, I don't know about a 60-piece, but I think TSU, if they can get into the 30s, I think they got a good chance. But, yeah, that's 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 a little bit high for me right now. <laughs> my biggest worry about them, their defense. Yeah. They could have yeah, stopped the nosebleed. They could have stopped the nosebleed last year. I've been saying that all, all, all spring and summer. You know, if the defense could come around, if the defense could be, uh, if they could shave off like half of their numbers, you know, uh, I think they'll get themselves a good chance. Um, a lot of people I talked to from TSU, they say their defense is improved. They say they got some guys coming in now that that's ready. So um, this is gonna be a good first test. Uh, the first couple games of the season for them in conference is Prairie View and Southern. So um, those are two games I'm definitely going to be keeping my eyes out on. You know what I mean? Another game, I want to see uh, Mississippi Valley versus Austin P. man. I kind of want to see how they look, man, because, you know what I mean, Mississippi Valley, this, I, I, this play so hard, man. 
They just play so hard, man, for that man, Dancy. Yeah, uh, I think, you know, a lot of people really high on Valley this year. Um, Valley historically been the kind of team that not, you know, never really been super successful, but they they got some dogs in, in, up in Itabino, man. They got Caleb Johnson, the running back. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's my favorite running back in the league. Uh, no offense to my guy, Gerard Sims or something, but uh, Caleb Johnson was the only 1,000-yard rusher last season. I think he's like 1,200 yards away from the all-time rushing record at Valley. So mm-hmm. um, he's going to tote the load. They got a nice receiver, Ja'Cory Rankin. And their defense is nasty. They're going to hit you. Uh, Ronnie Thomas, a defensive end, they're going to hit you, and they're going to play hard all game long. So I appreciate that, James. I appreciate that, man. I think I think they're going to – Um, I, I think they – you know, Valley always played tough games early in the season. Uh, Austin mm-hmm. P looked pretty good against Western Kentucky. So, Ooh, um, that was a lot of points, I thought, too. I thought they okay. had a chance to pull that one out, but, you know, they, they couldn't get it done. But I, I think it's going to be a good game in Valley. My only issue with Valley is always – they don't play as great on the road as they do at home. So if they can carry their home intensity on the road, then they got a, a, a pretty good shot. I'm, I'm pulling for them, though. I'm definitely pulling for them. I, I'm just praying. I'm just praying Bethany, Bethany Cookman don't get hurt, man. Gets the U. I, oh yeah. The money games worry me, man. The money games worry me. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a big fan of like Power Five money games. I don't mind like you know. Um, Sun Belt teams or something like that, but playing especially like Miami right now, you know they they got well, a lot of ball. momentum going in. Crystal Ball is there. Um, they got a bunch of new guys coming in. Um, uh, Van Dyke, the quarterback, is is nice. Uh, so they're gonna they're gonna want to prove a point. And you know, like I said, I think the Wildcats got uh, uh, they got some nice pieces coming in. Um, I hope they can make it through this game. You know, unscathed and get on with the rest of your season. You know, I don't really like those games. I mean, you know, it gives you guys a chance. If you got, if you can go out and play well, you know, individually, you can get eyes on you. But other than that, I'm not really, I'm not really a fan of it. I mean, the checks are obviously nice, but mm-hmm. excuse me, I don't, I don't, I don't really like everything else that goes along with it. Mm-hmm. What about Tennessee State? You think Tennessee State going to be able to pull off the upset on Jackson State this year, or you think they, they need a couple more pieces? To, that's what the big dog. I think I think I think they're gonna be I think they're gonna be in the game. I think they have they brought in a lot too. They brought it, they got um I like the running back. That running they got back a great nice. running back. Um they got a, a, a transfer quarterback. They loaded up on transfers too. So I think they're gonna come with an edge in this game. Um that I think they can, you know, I think they can hang around. I don't know if I got to see JSU in action this season to to judge them not off of last year. Um, but I think that's going to be a good matchup. Um, I think Tennessee State can hang in there. But I, I just I just think Jackson State, if they clicking, um, they got just so many weapons on offense. I think just on the receivers alone can get you through the game with Shadur Sanders, at quarterback. You know, kid doesn't make very many mistakes. So they're going to really have to – Get him out of his game and and try to find a way to move the ball in that defense. But I think it's gonna be a, uh, I think it's gonna be a good game though. I I, I really want to see what Savion Wilkerson gonna do, man. I want to see what Savion does. I think he should be the number one back, man. Like Tyson yeah. and um, uh, Tyson and uh, what's the other guy named? Oh, um, what was it? Oh, uh, I can't. Thirty-eight special. Thirty-eight special. Yeah. Thirty-eight special. Um, I can't. Oh my God! Why am I drawing a blank? Uh, it's gonna come to me in a minute, but 
Yeah, I think I, I feel like you know what I mean. Uh, Wilkerson probably got the bigger upside out of all of them because he can he can catch. You know what I mean? He he was nice at Dell. You know what I mean? Dell State. Yeah, I mean if you if you're all conference guy at Delaware mm-hmm. State, then you gonna you a baller. You know what I mean? That's no ifs ands or buts about it. Um, oh, Santee Marshall. That's what he said. James yeah, Santee Marshall. That's his name. I I, I was drawing a total blank. Uh, sometimes I blank out on names, but uh, I think you know if the offensive line is better this year. Last year they won all them games with a. To me, they didn't have a good offensive line at all. Um, but they, I, I feel like y'all have one of the best man offensive line. No, no cap. I feel like y'all had one of the best offensive line last yeah, year. Yeah, that that was one. You know, the last three four years, Southern really built offensive line strong. They went heavy on O line because they, you know, they run the ball so much. Mm-hmm. Um, we almost every guy on that line made all conference at some point or another. But you know, I think that to me, that's what keeps you in games. You know, if you can, if you can block people, then you're gonna find a way to move the ball, even if it's just in bits and pieces. So um, I think the success that Jackson State had last year with the line they had was amazing because they really didn't pass block that well. They didn't run block that great because they didn't run the ball much but mm-hmm. they were still able to put up numbers so if they can open up holes for Wilkerson and he can do his thing then that offense is going to be doubly dangerous um, That that's that's what makes me really worried about them is if they have a, a great running game to go with their passing attack Do, do you feel like uh, Alabama State going to have a great upside this year? You know what I mean? I know a lot of people joke around about the coach and stuff, Eddie Robinson and you know, he joke on him, but you know, what I mean, I like the play calling he did. You know, what I mean, against Howard, I, I look like a pretty legit coach to me. You know, what I mean, for that first game. Yeah, the I mean, he I, what he was doing. I, I think, especially with all the delays and the everything, I thought I thought he handled that game really well. Um, he didn't really make any real noticeable mistakes. You know, mm-hmm. um, I thought they kept the offense catered to what uh, Davis could do, which is get out the pocket, and he got a good arm, but he's a hell of a runner. Um, so many people I know from the Houston area told me coming out of high school, he probably was the best quarterback in Texas. Um, so they let him do his thing, and, he, and that just helped them get through that game. Um, I think they're going to get better as the season goes on because, you know, that was his first game as a quarter, as a starting quarterback in college, um, and they had a whole basically a whole new team. And, you know, I think they handled that game well. Um, they did a great job on defense, keeping Howard under control. Um, so I think they're going to get better as the season goes on. And I, I think they're going to be in the mix. I don't know if they're going to be um, challenging for the top spot, but I think they're going to be in the mix. And they're going to um, they're gonna knock off a couple of people this season. Now, do you name drop a couple of people you think they're going to knock off, man? Um, I, I, I think they might can get FAMU, man. It's a home Woo! game. Now, last season, FAMU smoked them. They shut them out in Tallahassee. But I think if they can – I think if if they playing well, I think they can get them. I, I just think that I love their defense when they own when they're on, and having a guy like Davis at quarterback is a game changer. Um, and it's a tough place to play in Montgomery. Um, I think that I think that's you know I think that's somewhere, and I think they're gonna pull off the uh, the Magic City Classic against Alabama and M this year. So uh, I think they lost like four or five in a row. So they gotta win that one. So uh, those, those are a couple of people I think they're gonna knock off. So how, how do you feel Alabama A&M going to be? I don't know who their starting quarterback going to be. You think Quincy going to get the nod, or who do you think is going to get the nod out that, out that QB competition? 
I think I think Quincy Casey is gonna get it. At, but uh, before, um, you know, they had the kid Jaron Williams who was at Miami. Uh, mm-hmm. He stepped away from football. I thought before that he probably would have been the guy. But I think Quincy gonna get it. My concern with A and M is defense, man. Last year their defense was atrocious. Um, they brought in like thirty eight guys out of the portal, and uh, the bulk of them are on defense. Um, so. If they can improve, you know, I think um, I think that'll make that team better. Because last year they just had to kind of outscore people. With you know, they had a great offense, but they had to outscore people because they weren't stopping anybody. Um, they still have a lot of great weapons. Uh, Ibrahim, the wide receiver, uh, Gary Quarles at running back. Those are two of the best guys at their position in the conference. So you know, as a quarterback, your job is not going to be hard. Um, I just I'm just concerned with how they play on defense. Um, that that's gonna be make a break for them right there. I I definitely want to see QC go against Jackson State. You know what I mean? Um, see how that game's gonna go, man. I'm definitely interested to see that game, man. Yeah, I think there's gonna be you know I think it's gonna be some emotions in that game right there, man. Yeah. I think you know I I, I think he's gonna be eager to prove a point. You know, um, he had a great game for Jackson State against Alabama and mm-hmm. So you know he 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 waited his turn. He could have went anywhere. Um, he went somewhere to to sit behind somebody and learn, and I think he gonna I think he gonna put on a show, man, because he got a great arm. He's a kid that can really play the game. Um, I know a lot of people were saying, oh, you know, he didn't have a focus at Jackson State, but he was a younger guy. So I think you know being around a coach like Coach Manor, who was a quarterback, I think that's gonna help him. Um, I think they're gonna help him develop. So I think he gonna I think offensively they're gonna be they're gonna be fine offensively. I just don't know about defensively what they're gonna do. How do how do you think y'all gonna fare against uh, Grambling? I'm interested to see that. You know what I mean? Y'all both in the same state. I want to see how that game's gonna go. How do you feel like that's gonna go? They got some um, big receivers. They got some big yeah, boys. They, you know, Hugh Jackson brought in a lot of guys. Matter of fact, you know, they flipped a couple guys from Southern that we thought we had. So is it's it's gonna be a, this year? I think it's gonna be a really interesting game. We got a three or four coaches that coach that Grambling. We got a couple coaches that play that Grambling. Uh, Coach Dooley played at Grambling, so you know he coached there too. It, it's a lot of connections this season that we don't normally have. Um, both teams were not good last season when they played. Um, as a fan, we need to beat Grambling. That's just you know that makes a break your season. A championship is always great, but you can't at Southern at least you can't win a championship and lose to Grambling. People are not going to be happy with that. So, so I so, think so, so locally. It's it's some trash talking going around about oh, oh no Grambling doubt. and Southern, no no doubt you know and, and you know Grambling is like four hours from Baton Rouge, but mm-hmm. there's a lot of Grambling people that live in Baton Rouge. Um, Grambling historically recruits well in this city, so it, it's a connection, man. You know, like I said, it's a family affair. So it's going it's a lot of trash talk. Both teams feel like they got the best coach, so it, it, I think it's gonna be a really good game. Um, I think. It's all just gonna really come down to um, how each team comes into this game and what's at stake. You know, if anybody's up for the championship, the the level is gonna be amplified. And it's I mean it's a must win for both teams because we both finished four and seven last year, so we both got something to prove. So uh, I'm 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 that I always look forward to that game. That that game is all I mean it's always circled on my calendar. Okay. Okay. So man, who do you think are the top quarterbacks, top three quarterbacks right now in the beginning of the season, man? All right, um, my my, I got, I always say one A and one B. It, 
it depends on what you like, uh, you know, what style of quarterback you like. But Shador Sanders and Andrew Body from Texas Southern, those are the top two quarterbacks in the conference. They're both sophomores. They're young guys. Uh, they do things differently. Body's a guy who can run and throw. You know, Shador's got a got a great arm and a great mind for the game. Um, he He's like the fastest slow guy I've ever seen in my life. If you ever watched this brown boy, he looked like he's not moving, but he's down the field 20 yards, you know, before you tackle him. So um, those are my top two. And honestly, I don't want to put a lot of – I don't want I don't want to be a prisoner of the moment, but I, I would put either Musa or Davis as third right now. I mean, because those are the only two guys who have played this season because um, there's a lot of young, new quarterbacks in the conference. But 1A and 1B is, is – that's non-negotiable to me. Those are my top two guys, Shadur Sanders and Andrew Body. So um, what – what coaches do you feel like there's going to be on the hot seat if they have a, a terrible season in the SWAC? Do you have any coaches you think will be on the hot seat, you know what I mean, if they have really terrible records at the end of the year? Or you feel like everybody in the SWAC good with some mediocre wins or losses? Um, There's a couple oh, there's a couple of people I feel like on the hot seat, but when I talk to people from those schools, they feel like that they don't have that kind of pressure on them. Um, That's – uh, Doc Gamble at UAPB, mm-hmm. um, you know, they went to the championship in the spring and then last season they just were really bad. Um, mm-hmm. Terry Sims at Bethune-Cookman, I thought they they were not the kind of team they normally are. Uh, they won like two games and didn't win their first game until late in the season. Um, those are the two guys I, I would think are on the hot seat. Um, everybody else is relatively new other than, you know, er- nobody else has been at that school too, too long, so I don't think anybody else is has that kind of pressure on them yet, but those are the two guys. I think I'm not saying they're going to get fired if they lose this season, but mm-hmm. I think that they they're going to have the extra attention on them um, to be better. Okay, okay. Yeah, that's that's the two I was just thinking offhand. I'm like, man, they probably <laughs> especially Sims, man, because uh, I, I, yeah, I think I think I, I think Jalen Jones is going to be all right with them though if they use him right. I think if they use him right. Don't expect him to third throw 40 times. You know what I mean? Big throws. I think he'd be all right. Yeah, I mean, he's a big guy. You know, he's a he's a big guy. He can run the ball well. Um, he can make some throws, but like you said, don't – I wouldn't – he wouldn't be the guy I would say go out there and throw the ball around all day. Um, you need to let him use his legs, and that helps his passing. So they have probably the best tight end in the conference at Kamari Averett. Um, they have a kid, Corey Reed from Jackson State, who's a big receiver. Um, so he has some weapons. They got um Quayshawn Bird and Jimmy Robinson at running back. Um, they got some weapons on that offense. Defensively, I you know, that's a question. But offensively, I think they'll be a lot better. Um, last year they were plagued with turnovers and they just never really got going. So I think if the offense can get going, that can help them. So uh, I'm looking for a good season out of Jalen Jones. I, I think I think he should be all right, man. I definitely think she, he should definitely be all right, depending on how they use him. That's the key. How are you gonna use him? Yeah, it's but, like you, you just you just don't, you never know with coaches. You know what I'm saying? Um, they do have a, a new offensive coordinator, um, Mike Canellis. He's a guy that's been all around uh, football, all levels. So I think he's gonna try to get the most out of him, and I think he'll recognize you know, what's his strengths and what's his weaknesses and use him to his strengths. Um, that can only help the team. 
And how, how do you feel uh, Southern's defense is going to be this year? I, I feel like, you know what I mean, y'all got some keys in the transfer portal that's going to help you on defense. What, you, what do you feel about y'all defense? you think y'all defense is going to be pretty solid? I, I think they're going to be a lot better this season. Um, Southern's main problem last season was tackling in space. They mm-hmm. missed so many tackles, especially on third downs. Um, Southern was actually next – I think they were last or next to last in third down defense. Um, they gave up almost fifty percent third downs, and that's that's ridiculous. Um, but they, I think they're gonna be a lot better with that. They got, uh, you know, they got Jason Dumas from Prairie View, who's a a beast on the defensive line. Uh, Jordan Lewis, who is probably one of the best sack artists in the in the in college football. He's healthy. Um, they brought in a kid Trey Lang from uh, East Mississippi Community College. He's a, a speed rusher. So I think the defensive line is gonna have depth this year. They had a lot of injuries last season. And they didn't, you know, they guys didn't really step up. And the secondary was very vulnerable. They brought in a lot of guys, uh, two guys from Bowie State, who were, you know, Bowie, Bowie had one of the best defenses in Division Two last season. So they everybody they brought in in the secondary has starting experience, and a few of those guys were all conference guys. So they, they you know, they're bringing in guys to come in and produce now. So I think um, from what I've seen, they look a lot better. But you know, you can only gauge so much from practice. But they they look a lot better, and they they look like they're going to be able to take a good step forward this season. Because yeah, I, I, you know, what I mean, do you think Dumas has actually got an actual chance to get drafted? Um, maybe at the like the fifth or sixth round. I think I think he may have a shot, especially you know now you have so many opportunities to get noticed, like the Legacy Bowl and the HBCU Combine, but. My thing with Dumas, and I, and I, I've, you know, I've heard his name for many years, but I didn't realize he was like five ten. So he's not the biggest guy. But he has a, he has a great first step. He got great hands. You know, two things that a good defensive lineman needs. You know, he can get, he can get by you. Um, he's probably more of an end that plays inside. So um, I think he may get a shot. I just, you know, I, I just think his size might be the thing that kind of hold him back. But he's a, he's a, he's a dog, man. He's gonna get after you. So. He do he do his job well for what you know for for what what you need him to do. So I would I would I would expect him to get some looks, but you know I don't know if his size is gonna hold him back. Yeah, I, I you know what I mean that that you said five ten. He gonna have to be I, like John Randall. At five yeah, like, ten. You know, I, like I say, you know five ten five eleven. That's not a you know that's not tall. Um, mm-hmm. but he's I think he's like I think he said he's like two seventy five or so. So he got the weight. And he, like I said, he got great hands. He got great speed. Um, he's a he's the type of guy that if you are slow coming off the ball, he's gonna blow by you. And he could he could play against the run. He could rush the passer. So he got the tools. You know, I think he's a guy that you know, if a team, you know, looking for somebody to kind of come in and, and, and challenge, you know, for depth or something, I think he got a good opportunity. Um, I think he'll definitely get looks. And that's one thing I like more now than I did years before. There's so many more ways for guys to get noticed. Um, and the fact that the SWAC did have two guys drafted this season and four HBCU guys in general got drafted this season, I think that's only going to increase. So I, 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 I look for him to definitely get a good a good look this season. Especially to Kobe Durant. Uh, he, he's dominant. He's looking really great in the you know, preseason. He's definitely like a dog. He's definitely looking like a dog. Um, and I will say one guy that didn't get drafted that 
it looks like he should have is Marquise Bell. Um, he was Ooh. a safety at FAMU. He's playing for Dallas now. Mm-hmm. Um, I probably shouldn't say this because every time I say it, people come at me, but I'm a Cowboys fan. Uh, so I was very ecstatic. You're not, that you're they not, got you're him. not a Saint. You're not a Saint fan. Never been, man. I, I, I'm the only person in this city. Well, no, nah, I'm not gonna say the only person, but um, there was a time where the Saints, you know, back in the late '80s, early '80s, whatever, you know, they they weren't good. And when I was growing up, I, you know, I, I I latched on to Dallas, you know, like Tony Dorsett, Danny White, and all those guys. So I latched on to them, and I was able to watch Dallas be good. Um, growing up, and I just never really, I just never really messed with the Saints. But um, you know, I don't dislike them, but they, I just never was a Saints fan. So I, 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 I just, <laughs> it's rough. Now, don't get me wrong, it's rough because they, oh, they, they, they on, they on your neck. If you're a Cowboys fan, they on, they on your neck all day long. I thought maybe you was going to give some. I thought you was going to, you know, me get some Saint love or something. You know what I mean? Oh, it, it's not. Don't get me wrong. That's all love, but you know, I, I'm I'm Dallas all day. You know, uh, funny thing is, my sister she lives in in the Dallas area. She's a Saints fan. You know, so and a lot of my friends live in Dallas. They Saints fans. So you know, it's always that back and forth. But you know, I, I, I'm 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 Dallas unless the Saints are playing somebody. I need them to beat. So then I you know <laughs> I root for them. Then. So man, how, how do you feel like the the coaching with the celebrity coaches and um, you look at you look at Jackson State bringing in Mike Zimmer and Tim Brewster and these these big guys and you know what I mean bringing the Georgia's condition you know what I mean trainer and conditioning coach to their you know what I mean to their team. Do you feel like you you need that to be you know what I mean contender or you feel like you can win with non select you know what I mean big name coaches. I, I think you can win with, you know, with uh, I don't want to say a no-name guy, but I think you can win with a a, a, a regular, I don't know what they call it, non-celebrity coach, I just say. I think you can win with that if mm-hmm. he can build his program. Um, because being a, a celebrity guy, and I'm going to say this too, Deion Sanders and anybody else is two different animals. You know, mm-hmm. Deion Sanders is a brand to himself. He got connections all over the place. You know, he he if he make a phone call, like you say, Mike Zimmer <laughs> is down with no question. He, he coached him. You know, Tim Brewster, that's a you know, that's a connection. He he coached at Florida State. You know, that that's you know, he he got branches that he can reach out and shake and get what he needs. Um, mm-hmm. every coach is not gonna be that. So if you if that's what you're looking for, then you might be looking the wrong way. Um, I just feel like every program is different. Some schools that kind of coach may not work at, at their school. But if you got if you got a place um, like Jackson State where they were like, look, you know, this whatever you need, we're gonna step back and let you do your job. Mm-hmm. You can flourish. Um, other schools, a lot of people like they had their hands in, in things, and you know, coaches like that, they don't need anybody, you know, telling them what to do or, or, or trying to, you know, steer things this way or that way. So if you got the freedom like he got, and you know, they basically gave him the keys to the car. Um, you can flourish, but I think uh, uh, I think a, a non-celebrity coach can still be successful. But you're gonna have to change some of the ways that you operate um, because you have to compete against that. So you're gonna have to find a way to get um, your, your community support, your school support. You know, get some of your former guys to come back because you gotta try to level the playing field as best as you can. I think Morgan State should definitely has 
get that that moving, trying to get Ray Lewis there, man. I feel like Morgan State been trash for a long while, man. I don't know if you know this. Morgan State been some trash for a long. You know what I mean? You couldn't buy nobody to get the tickets. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I, people, you know what I mean, locally, we, we go see the softball game instead of watching the football game. I'm, I'm just being real about it. That's that rough, though. I'm just I'm just being real. Um, I, I feel like they should definitely did that move, man, because no recruits really want to go to Morgan like that, man. I'm just yeah. I, I think if you if you're a program that's you know you're, you're you're down or you haven't historically been good, I think a guy like that can come in and be a great shot in the arm. Um, I think what helped Jackson State was they you know they a program like I say they're a winning program. They have four Hall of Famers, you know, they they have always been successful, but they were looking for something, and he was looking for something, so it was the right match. Um, like I said, a program like Morgan State or uh, somebody like that, if they, if you know, if they are willing to let a guy be him, then it can't hurt, you know what I mean? Because if nothing else, you're going to increase your, your attendance, you're going to tr- increase your exposure, and you're going to get players because guys want to play for guys like that. Like even Hugh Jackson at Grambling, you know, just the fact that he had NFL connections and he's an NFL coach, you know, people gravitate to that. So that's that can help you regardless of what happens on the field. Um, your program is definitely going to flourish if you let the guy do what he needs to do. So who do you feel like the dark horses besides JSU to get to that uh... – Get to that uh, celebration bowl, man. If if not JSU, but we feel like some dark horses could possibly get there. Um, if 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 fam, you can beat Jackson State, then I, I love their chances. Um, I wouldn't sleep on Alcorn. Um, I, I just I, I Coach McNair is a guy that you know. I I might be overrating him a little bit because I, I just love what he does and how he built this program. But I think that's a guy who's gonna always have his team in the mix. And so if, you know, things can break their right, the right way, you know, I think they can make it. Um, Brownland and Southern, you know, if things fall their way, I, I wouldn't count them out. And Alabama State, I, I think, you know, I think they got a, a few potential pieces. And like I said, they're they probably going to be able to knock off a couple of people. And if they can do that, they'll put themselves in a good position. So um, those are a few teams that I, I like a lot. Um Texas Southern, somebody that you know, that's a team that a lot of people are, are very high on, and I, I love TSU. Um, I, I got a lot of guys on the team. I, I I've interviewed on my show, so you know, I got a nice spot for them in my heart. But I, I like I said earlier, that defense kind of makes me nervous. But if their defense is better, I wouldn't count them out either. So what? Um, so how do you feel like South Carolina? You think South Carolina is going to go straight through the Miac again, or? Um, I I think they're gonna win it. Um, last year they didn't necessarily mow through everybody. They they had a lot of close games, but they a team that that's the style of football they play. So they you know they they're a team. They it don't matter if they win 17, 14, 28, 21. They're gonna always be physical and they're gonna run the ball. They they had great receivers last season. Uh, Shaq Davis, you know Ooh. he's a guy that can really play. He definitely was eating uh, up. Definitely was eating up that secondary. Yes, that he that guy. I I. He made the quarterback, he made him look great because that kid struggled early in the game. Um, once he found him throughout the Celebration Bowl, he, he, he looked a lot more comfortable, which is understandable. But um, they typically are 
very physical team, so I think they're going to be in the mix. Um, I don't think they're going to mow through everybody, but I do think they're going to win the MIAC. Um, I wouldn't count out North Carolina Central. Um, I think they they got a very good defense. The offense was up and down last season. And um, because of Coach Odom's at North, North Fork State, I know what kind of program he runs. I know how he runs the team since he was at Southern so long. Um, I wouldn't count him out. Um, they're going to be a physical team. They're going to run the ball. You know, that's, that's his specialty. So those three teams, I think, are going to be the three to watch out for. But I think South Carolina State is the team to beat. I think they're going to win it again. So I don't know how easily they're going to win it, but I think they're going to win it. So man, how did how did you how did C Well get into this 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 space of doing uh podcasting and doing swag conversation and talk about this, man? This um it's a it's it I started I started doing this, man. Um there's a there's a show in Baton Rouge called the Jaguar Journal. Um mm-hmm. shout out to my boy Perry White and Reggie Flood. Um they they uh Reggie Flood had hit me up one day and he was like, Man, you know. You want to come on my show and, and do a segment, you know, like five minutes about around the swag. And I was dabbling in, in doing a podcast, you know, just messing around. This was like in 2012, 2013. So I kind of was dabbling with it. I wasn't really serious. And so I, I went on the air, did, you know, live radio uh, every Thursday, you know, like five or 10 minutes. And I, I liked this. So I was like, I might try this. And I, I, I started Swag Talk like in 2014 and I was doing podcasts. Nobody listening but my mama and a couple other people, you know. <laughs> and so I just kept that, you know, I just I just kept grinding and the numbers never really grew. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I would get to like 10, 15 view li- listeners that I was doing I was doing audio. And I was I was fine with that. Um last fall, I mean last spring, um I, my wife, my mother-in-law, she um she passed from COVID and my wife was down in Florida with her for like two months. So I just was like, I'll just try the YouTube thing. Um, and so I, I had stopped doing my podcast and I just started, I just started with YouTube April 1st, man. April 1st, 2021. I got on YouTube. My first video had like eight views. Um, I was ecstatic. So I, I didn't I didn't care. But then I just, you know, I just kept grinding, you know, and I talked to a lot of people who do this. And be, and it's really all because of Deion Sanders, man. Um, everybody ate up Jackson State stuff because people were hungry to learn about the swag because it was new to them. So mm-hmm. just being in, just being able to be in that lane is, is kind of what kept me going. So that's what that's what got me here. Um, if it wasn't for that, I probably might not even be doing this anymore. Um, so but, you was at you was at the end of the road, pretty much. Oh yeah, man. I was. I had, I, had, I I I had unofficially quit personally. In my mind, I, I because to me it became like a a grind, you know, because I was doing like forty five hour uh, one hour minute, uh, forty five minute one hour shows, and people liked what I was putting out, but nobody, you know, I couldn't give, I couldn't grow, and um, because of the boom for the swag, I, I grew, and I just, you know, at that point I was just like I'm all in, so I just take this where wherever it takes me, but yeah, I was I was I was pretty much at the end, man. <laughs> oh man, he's throwing some shots out here, man. Oh yeah, man, that, that's what he do, man. You know, you got, <laughs> you got, you got to always be ready to catch catch a straight here and now. But it, it's been a great, it's been a great journey, man. And you know, 
I, hey, a few months ago, I would have never thought somebody asked me to come on their show. So it, it, all of this is all, all like great for me, man. It's just being able to talk about football and, and sports. You know, I, I cover basketball too. Um, you know, so there, there's a few people that love to, to do that, listen to that. Um, and we got into a live show last year, late for the season. Um, we like 56, 57 episodes in, in now. So, uh, we do that every Thursday, uh, 6 p.m. Central, 7 p.m. Eastern, the plug right there, uh, called Swag Smoke. Um, so it, you know, we, it's, it's growing, man. Everything's growing, man. It's, I was at, um, Southern had a fan fest this weekend and, a couple of people stopped me and were like, they listened to the show and that kind of blew me away. You know, having somebody I don't know come up to me and tell me they, you know, they watch me. So it, it, it's all, it's all great, man. I'm loving it. Yeah. Cause man, I, you know, I reached out, I said, man, this guy ain't going to answer, man. Cause I, I, I tried to hit some, you know what I mean? Some, the guys in your, in your field, I ain't gonna say no names, but, um, and nobody looked at my, you know what I mean? My thing, I see you sent, you know what I mean? Then you type, I said, Oh man, I guess not everybody's too Hollywood, man. So you know what I mean. I know that you know what I mean. In your in your community, you don't like outsiders. You know what I mean. I, I guess oh, yeah. it's, you know what it's, I mean. It's, it's it's tough, man. And and you know they got some people who are not in the sweat to do great great work, um, content wise. And they had to kind of bully their way into the community because a lot of people um, didn't want, no matter how great they were. Um, a lot of people didn't want them because they weren't from the swag, which I don't think is I, I don't think that's fair. Um, if you could, if you do good content, who cares where you come from? If you show love to what you're covering, that's all that matters. Um, so I, I welcome anybody, man. And like I say, when I saw the message, I was like, hey, you know, I don't have no problem doing it. Like I say, I, I, you know, I I talk all day, so being able to talk on somebody else's show is always great. It's always good to not have to put on the show. So you know, I was I was I was more than welcome, man. So I appreciate you reaching out. That it, it honestly was a surprise, just to, you know, because like I said, I don't really view myself, you know, as, as somebody who has a channel that people want to get in touch with you. So um, it was it was a blessing to me, man, for you to reach out. So I was definitely down for it from the Jump Street. Yeah, you know what I mean. I, I listen to you know what I mean. A lot of y'all guys, you know what I mean. Your show, um, First Letter, you know what I mean. CFL. Your show, you know, I, mean, I, I watched your prediction videos where you did all, you know, I mean, how many wins and stuff with, with the swag. I thought it was in life, you know, I me mean, enlightening. Uh, you know, what I mean, I'll, I'll, you know, I me, mean, I'll be watching y'all guys, you know, what I mean, so you know, I me, mean, I asked, you know, I me, mean, I text you, I want to know more about the landscape, you know, what I mean, it's different when watching the game. I'm like, man, why are these bands going crazy like this? You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not used to that, you know what I mean? I'm not used to that. And, and I mean, you know, to keep it 100 with you, I'm not a band person. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't hate the bands. I, you know, mm-hmm. I love Southern Human Jukebox um, and Sonic Boom and South and Jackson State, but I'm not a halftime person um, mm-hmm. because I'm so invested in the game that if if Southern's losing the halftime, I don't care who, you know what I'm saying, about the band. But that's a big draw for people. So, you know, when you understand, or uh, at least you can recognize what the culture is because you can't separate the two. Bands and football go hand in hand in the swag. Um, so you have to, if you can understand, you know, it, it's hard for people who aren't around it to understand that. But if you can see it and, and feel it, then you can understand where it comes from. Um, personally, sometimes I feel like it's a little bit too much band and not enough football. 
but you know that's the that's the culture that we built. Um, so whatever gets you there, that's all to me. Whatever gets you there it, it, is great. You know, our our job at schools and athletic programs is to keep you. So if the band gets you there, that's great. If Deion Sanders gets you there, that's great. If somebody uniform colors get you there, that's great. Whatever gets you in the dough, you know, it's our job to hook you. And I feel like as a content creator, it's my job to kind of let people know because I try to do this for everybody, you know, people who follow the swag, people who might just happen up on my channel um, or see a post I did on Facebook or something and click the link. You know, I try to keep it to where you can get in, get on board from wherever. So, you know, I think that's, you know, that's very important. Yeah, you know what I mean? Only bands I knew was Drumline with Nick Cannon. You know what I mean? I I didn't think I didn't even think this. You know what I mean? I didn't think that shit was included with you know what I mean a football game. So I I watched one of y'all. You know what I mean? Swack football. So oh yeah, the band's really getting into it. I said, man, I thought that shit was just some drumline shit. I didn't really think it was a real a real thing like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. It, it, it's crazy because like you know there I you know like I said I'm the kind of person I come to the game early. I sit down. I watch the warm ups and whatnot. Um, but they have you know a zero quarter where the bands battle before the game. Then they had a fifth quarter where they battle after the game. So it's all just, you know, it's just one long competition between two schools for three and a half, four hours, you know. And some people take the, the halftime as seriously as the game. So if you losing and your band come out and put on a good show, you got something to hang your hat on going through the rest of the night, you know. So it, it, you can always say we might have lost the game, but we won halftime. You know, some people feel that way. Um, but it's, it's, it's like ingrained, man. All, even in high school, you know, the bands are, it's just, I guess it's a Southern thing. I don't know. Uh, South, I'm, you know, Southwise, um, I know it's different in, in all, all other regions, but it, it's just all ingrained in one. So you kind of, you, you kind of get it. If you, if you get into it early it, you just, that's what you know. So man, what, what, um, so what, what do you feel like y'all need? to get y'all to the next level to be a, a champion contender at Southern? We just need to, um, we just, I think players wise, I think we're okay. Um, we just need to get guys on the field and play, man. We just need to get the team to play and, 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 and you know, find some success because last season was the worst season Southern had record wise in, in like 10 years. Um, we've been to the SWAC championship. Uh, I think, five or six times since 2013. Um, so we only won one, but we've been, I think we've been, uh, four, I think we've been five times. So I, um, and grounding with the other few times, but we just got to win. It, it just comes down to winning um, and, and by and understanding what, what coach Dooley is trying to build and give him the opportunity to build it because uh, Southern fans are notorious for not having any patience. So a lot of people feel like this is a championship team now. And if they don't get there, people are going to be upset. So I think it just takes, you know, a little bit of patience and understanding that it's going to be ups and downs. So we just, you know, play solid football on both sides of the ball and we, we should be fine. What's your, what's your thoughts about the housing problem in the HBCU uh, landscape? How do you think we can people can, uh, the, the schools can fix it and, well, it's number one, HBCUs are notoriously underfunded. Um, pretty much all of us are owed billions of dollars by the government. 
Oh, uh, so that's always an issue. But on one hand, it's a it's a big problem because you know you want your kids to come in, you want them to be able to have somewhere to stay so they can be comfortable at school. But enrollments have been up, so it's it's you know it's great that the numbers are up, but it's it's bad because now you have kids that can't find somewhere to stay, especially freshmen. You know, you need to be on campus as a freshman because you need to learn the university, you need to learn your way around, and you need to learn the college culture. Um, and that can turn a kid off. You know, our family, they can turn a family off to a school if, if they don't have it. But um, they some kind of way you got to find the money to, whether it's apartments or more dormitories, you have to find a way to to build, to build those structures because um, enrollments are going up. Uh, Southern has a goal for um, the attendance to be like, 20,000 in like 15 years. So if you if you go in that route then you need you need the accommodations. So it starts now with getting that stuff in order and and being able to prepare because I think a lot of people didn't realize the push that they was going to get coming in this year. And how, how do you feel like um how do you feel what you call can fix it uh the, you, so you don't think is there any way to really fix the housing thing, you know what I mean, by how do you get the money from the state? That's what I'm trying to understand. How do you get this situation solved by the state to give them the money? You don't think that ever can get resolved, or it, it's like I pulling think teeth? It's almost like pulling teeth, and I think it depends on what state you're in. Um, in Louisiana, is LSU, and then everybody else. So you're gonna you're battling with everybody else for the piece of the pie. Um, Mississippi is notorious for telling Jackson State no for stuff and then giving Southern Miss whatever they want. So I think in, in, in some ha- some ways you got to kind of try to get it from other places, you know, and that's that's one of the things that I, I can't pinpoint, you know, because we don't have large alumni bases. So, you know, you're already asking people for money that, you know, you can only give so much. Um, so I think it depends on, you know, getting the community support, uh, corporate sponsorship and things like that to get that money coming in. And, and I mean, sports too, you know, sports brings in money. So um, a successful program can help you with that kind of stuff. So um, it just, it's just a hand in hand thing. I don't think it's one simple way to get it done. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think it's, you know, you're going to have to, I, I keep saying you got to keep turning over all the rocks and see what you've come up with. I, but I don't have a concrete answer. So I just think you just have to try whatever you can to, to get it. You know, even if it's, you know, banging on the doors at the government offices until they run you out of there. But you got to do whatever you got to do to get it. Do you do you see in the you know I me mean, in the the coming future uh, some teams leaving out the swag? Do you see that happening? I think people are gonna approach some teams. Um, the swag is probably the most stable FCS conference um, in history. Uh, we haven't lost a member since uh, the '60s. And uh, Pine, Pine Bluff <laughs> left in like the 60s or the 70s, and then they came back in the 90s. So um, we've added uh, since 97, we've added four teams and haven't lost anybody. So I do think that, you know, with all this expansion going on and, you know, people losing teams and everybody reaching out to other, other schools, uh, people are going to get approached. You know, they're going to call Jackson State. They're going to call Florida a uh Southern, Grambling. Um, they're going to be approached, but I don't know if anybody's going to leave, though. I, I, I see everybody's goal is to kind of move up together at some point, but um, I don't really see anybody 
leaving right now. What about the MEAC? How can you think, you know what I mean? If you was the commissioner, how do you, how do you fix that uh, situation with, you know what I mean? You know, there's barely anybody there. You know, he's looking like blockbuster right now. Oh yeah, it's 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 blockbuster status, man. It's like you know that that last couple years of blockbuster where you only saw like one in every city. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm on the phone with everybody. You know, black schools, white schools, private schools, public schools. I'm calling everybody, man. You know, just you're gonna hear from me because I need numbers. You know, I don't want to take anybody just to take anybody, but mm-hmm. I need numbers. So I'm calling everybody. I'm 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 reaching out because you're on the you're on you're on the edge of the cliff right now. Um if another school leaves, I think it's over. You know, uh, Howard was thinking about leaving and I, I think they changed their mind or maybe the news came out too early and you know they they backtracked, but you know, you've heard, I've heard Howard might leave, Delaware State might leave, you know, those kind of teams. So if they lose anybody, it's over. So I'm, I'm looking at anybody that can come in and help my help my conference get stable again. So, so I just think so, it's so, – So what you think automatically, let's say hypothetically um, one team leaves, you think the rest of the team is just going to jump in the swag? Like where – you know, what other places could they really go? I think um, I know if if they if if let, you know if one of the teams like Howard or Delaware State leave, I'm I'm sure the swag is gonna call South Carolina State, um, mm. and you know they they you know they've been told a lot, but they've all they've been told no a whole lot, but the swag wants Tech, Tennessee State. Um, I, I don't see them ever leaving the conference, but the swag wants that, and a lot of people want South Carolina State. Um, after that, I think everybody's gonna be a, all, you know, every man for himself. So, um, so how would you, you, might you do, be able to get? A, how would you do the celebration bowl if it's no Miak? If it's no Miak, I think it's done. Unless you can work out a deal with some somebody else. I know um, a few years ago the Ivy League wanted to do a bowl with the Swag. Um, I'm not quite sure about you know how that would go, but I think if the Miak is done, I think the celebration bowl is done. So. To me, that's why it's vital for the conference to survive, um, because we we you know we we've been together um, since like 1980 as, as you know conferences. So I think it's important that they survive. You know, selfishly because I don't want the celebration bowl to go away or the Miak Swag Challenge. But I, I think that it's great when you got two conferences in this on this level um, that that support uh, HBCU sports. So. I think it'd be it would be rough if they if they uh cease to exist. And I appreciate you, C. Well, for coming on, man. Give me your time, man. Um, let the people know where they can reach out to you, man. Um, and where your content is on YouTube, man. All right. Um, my my channel is called Swag Talk. Uh, that's one word. Uh, that's Swag Talk. One word. Um, third. Uh, I, my videos are up typically Sundays and Wednesdays. Um, we do a live show on Thursday, Swag Smoke, uh, 6 p.m. Central, 7 p.m. Eastern. Uh, we just shoot the shit. You know, it's kind of two guys just talking like we're doing now. Um, so we we do that. Um, my socials, Instagram is Swag Talk. Uh, Facebook is Swag Talk. My Twitter is Swag Talk 76. I'm active on all of those. Um, my email is swagtalk 76gmailcom But I'm active on all my socials. And... Um, Subscribe, man. If you know if anybody hadn't done it, man, hit that button. We uh over we just crossed 700 subscribers, which Ooh. I thought was great. 
So um, I'm at we're at like 710 now. So you know, I'm, I'm trying to get to that 1K. I want to get that monetization. So um, we're pushing for that 1K. But um, I appreciate everybody that that's that's come through. So that that's you know that's me in a nutshell. I'm only at 21. I'm living in Section 8 on YouTube. So hey, I, we <laughs> hey, we always there, man. We all we always there. That like somebody told me that first hundred is the hardest number that you can get to. I, I I watched it go up one by one, man. So like I say, man, just keep grinding. You know, I think you got a good thing going. Uh, just you know, don't you know, don't don't get too caught up in the numbers, um, because that's you know that can discourage you because there's a lot of people doing great numbers, and and you if you try to Look at where they at and look at where you at. It, it kind of, you know, puts you back a little bit. But, you know, just keep your nose to the grindstone, man, and, and your content will grow. It just takes one thing to pop you off. So um, I, I'm just glad to be able to help you come through, man. And, you know, I appreciate it 100%. I got 20 rod. Okay, we both at the same boat, man. <laughs> hey, like I say, we all we always there, man. I, like I said, it feel like yesterday I was – Begging to get to 100. I didn't know what I was going to do when I got to 100, but I, I got there and then, you know, it just started growing. So um, it just takes that one thing to kind of get, you know, kind of get people attention. But it, it's a lot of lanes for everybody to eat, man. So, you know, if it, if you're, you know, just just always be open to everybody. So that's what it's all about. Again, man, I appreciate you coming on today, man. Give me your time. You know what I mean? Uh, you know what I mean? I really appreciate it, man. I'm gonna continue, you know, me watching your content, man, because I enjoy watching it. Um, you keep doing you what you're doing, man, because I enjoy it. Like I said, um, I'm, I'm I really appreciate you coming on, man. Hey, man, like I said, no, no problem. You know, it, it, like I said, it's all about we all a community, so you know, it, it, it's you know, it's a friendly competition between some of us, but you know, it's all a it's all a community, so you know. I, I, I'm always glad to see somebody else throw their hat in the ring, man, and, and just, you know, get his thing a shot. So I, I'm just glad to be able to come through and, 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 you know, be on your show. So, like I say, man, we keep in touch on socials for sure. All right. And this has been Rise Uncensored Podcast. I had Slack Talk, a.k.a. You know I mean? Mr. C. Wells on there to give me some insight on Slack Talk. You know I me, mean, swag football, and you know I me, mean, the the culture. So I appreciate you coming on again, man. And we're out of here. All right, y'all.